0: Zakawani,
1: the flying winger.
0: Oh, goodness me! He doesn't need anybody, Steve Zakawani!
1: Steve Zakawani was never fun to, to stick up against. Was it for Zakawani? None of this is possible. It's Steve! It's Steve! <laughs> he said it again. This is so weird. Steve Zakowani. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. As predicted last week, we're celebrating another three points, a six-point start to the season. We're celebrating the Sounders' 10th year in MLS this year, and it really, really reminds me of 10 years ago. We began with two home games, and then an away game, and we won all three. The Sounders so far are two for two. They take their talents on the road this weekend away to Chicago. It's one of those tricky games. You know, you never know. You play an Eastern Conference team just once every year. Um, they've got some decent players. They're good out wide, not as strong in the middle, in my opinion. But I think if you're the Sounders and you're playing as well as you've been playing, it's a game you absolutely have to win. So we'll be talking to Brian so He'll be stopping by. We'll be talking all good things Sounders. i will be talking tactics. I want to really get into that mind of Schmetz and really figure out what he's changed tactically this year. I have some inklings based on what I've seen. I want to see if you can confirm that or not and then we will, re- we will preview the Chicago game. But first, we have to recap what we saw this past weekend. I'm going to make a statement, and I might change my mind by the end of the show, but I want to say this to begin. The 20 minutes at the start of the game this weekend, that 20-minute period, and hear me carefully, just that 20 minutes, 0 to 20, is the best football I've ever seen the soundest play in an MLS era. It's bold because we had the Montero era. We've had the supporter shield season with Auburn, Clint. But that 20 minutes, it was 80% possession. Close to 90, if not more, past completion percentage. It was all in the attacking half. It was one and two touch. The ball was flying around. The only letdown was that it was only 2-0. Should have been five or six. Every time the sound is attacked on the left-hand side, every single time, I thought they were going to score. You have the machine from wherever he's from, Australia, New Zealand, Brad Smith, a machine. You have the genius, who is the most influential player. I said this last year, I'm saying it again. Your most influential player for the sound is, is Victor Rodriguez. When he's on, the team goes. Nico, yes, does his magic, but Victor knows how to play one or two touch. When he first came, he was too smart for his own good. His teammates didn't know what he was trying to do because he was thinking five steps ahead. Now they understand him more. You can see it paying off. Brad Smith has a great soccer IQ. They're on the same page. I mean, they, they abused that right-hand side for Colorado. They abused Rosenberry. I know he was a great rookie at Philadelphia, and he's a good pickup. I mean, he's having nightmares of those two. He's still seeing the back of you know Smith's shirt, the number 11, and then whatever number Victor is because that's all he saw. They, he couldn't get near them. So that 20-minute period, the sustained pressure, the football, the one-two touch, the movement, left to right. Brian Schmetzer, I'm going to ask him, so I could be wrong, but what I've seen, he's asked Dam on the right and Brad Smith on the left, not only to do the traditional job of right-back and left-back, which is to defend when you don't have the ball and when you have the ball, to attack, but primarily overlapping. These guys are doing something we see Guardiola's teams do. Which is they run inside, underlaps or inverted, and not many teams in MLS, if any, ask the left back and right back to make runs inside as well. There's times where Brad Smith and Kelvin LeDam are almost extra midfielders, and they're just outnumbering the opponents. And they're both so good on the ball; they can keep the ball and move it one, two touch, and then Gustav Svensson spraying the ball from left to right. Christian Rodon between the two, Christian and Gustav, they're making up for what's lost in Aussie. Because Gustav's helping the team to build possession. His pass completion is at Aussie numbers. And then Christian is winning every battle. I mean, if you're going to run into Kai Kamara, you normally don't end up standing. But we saw Kai Kamara on the floor. Christian might be the strongest player in MLS. I've never seen him lose a duel. Never, never. And I watch every game. Never, ever seen him lose a duel. Wins the ball every time. And he's able to complete his passes. So that first 20 minutes was exceptional. The last 80 wasn't bad either. But at first 20, I remember texting James Riley during the game. I shouldn't say that I'm texting while I'm working, but um, in front of my boss especially, but um, I was texting while I was working. because I said, wow, have you seen us ever play better? And James says, this reminds me of those early games in 09. That's what he said, the energy, the vibe. It was exceptional. Here's the challenge. I always have to balance it. Cincinnati's not the greatest, Colorado's not the greatest, that's fine. You know, you play teams that aren't great, you still have to prove you're better. Seattle did that. The challenge will be when you face a team that takes the game to you. Atlanta, when they come here this year, I believe, are not going to sit back. LAFC, Portland in the derby. When you face those teams who are fantastic playmakers and they only know to attack as well, I want to see how the sounders respond to that. That's going to be the challenge. I don't expect that this weekend. I expect Seattle to go into Chicago with a swagger and a bit of arrogance that all great teams have and pop the ball about. I think that stadium's called Seat Geek Stadium now, I think, um, which is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I don't like that trip. But I'll try and get to Chicago if I can. But regardless, I want to see the Sounders walk into an away stadium and just dominate because you can. My pet peeve in football all over the world is teams who play one way at home and then go away and change the game. It's the same game, 11 v. 11, referee, two linesmen, fourth official, fans, same line, same... Like, Why are you changing your style? I've never understood that. We have to play away differently. I think the Sounders are too good to do that now. You, t- you shouldn't go there and sit back and give Chicago fire the ball. I want to see Brad Smith up and down the left, v- v- Victor Rodriguez doing what he's been doing, Nico... With Diaz touched the ball three times and scores every third touch. This is a potential to be a very, very special team. So, this weekend was great, it was absolutely great. I communicate, or oh, I saw some of you guys on Twitter as well sharing that excitement. And I'm with you. The one caution I give is the stronger opposition you play, that's what's going to test the Sounders. And I'm still saying there will come a time this year where we're all going to be watching a game. And we're going to say, ah, yeah, that's where you miss Alonzo. That will come. It hasn't come yet because we've been in control, but that moment will come. And it's when that moment comes that I want to see how the Sounders respond. It won't be this weekend. This weekend's a question of can Seattle take their chances? Because they're going to create plenty of chances in Chicago or Bridgeview, whatever it's called. They're going to create plenty. Can they take them? Stay tuned, much more coming up. I will be joined by my good friend, the one, the only, the, the man in the hot seat, Mr. Brian Schmetzer, who, in my opinion, is an extremely underrated tactical coach. He doesn't get his just dues. People talk about Tata Martino and Greg Bellhalter and some of these coaches, and they kind of bypass Schmetz and Schmetzer, seen as the Seattle guy. Listen, they're playing tactics. If you've watched these first two games, you'll see a coach who's thinking the game, who's getting the best out of his players. Look at the way he's integrated Jordan Morris back in. He's doing something, and I'm going to find out exactly what that is. Stay tuned. I'm Steve Zakwani. This is Winging It with Zaccawani.
0: What kind of interview is this?
1: I want to get inside in, inside the mind today. That's what I want to do. That's why I, I want to get inside the mind today. Because I have a lot of questions. I've watched it's the first like two games. I, no, that's I'm going try. <laughs> it's like a steel trap. No, that's I'm going to try. It's like a steel trap.
0: A lovely touch again here. Rodriguez going inside. That one's gonna full card! Two down here strokes it home and the Sounders, on the building of last week, aren't they? Simply rampant to begin this one.
1: Alright, I'm so glad to be joined by my good friend, the man in charge of the Sounders, Mr. Brian Schmetzer. How are you doing, coach? Good well. Let's let's
0: revisit that intro there. Yeah, I mean, in charge or just kind of <laughs> just maneuvering and managing and man- managing good. E- e- managing good. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know if I'm in charge. Ma- I think, I think is good. Gonzo, Jimmy, and Preck are in charge, <laughs> and Tommy. I can't leave him out. I think All those right. guys are in the charge.
1: The man who manages the boys and Rave Green. Um, you won't say this, but I'm going to say this for you. And I said it before and before you actually came in the room as well. I don't think you get the credit you should as a tactical coach? I don't think you do. I don't think you do. And I don't answer that yet because my memories of working with you worked for many years together. Whether it was a passing drill, a small-sided game, whatever you did, your last words always were, there's tactics in everything. Remember? Yeah. yeah. So I want to know what, (coughs) what, if anything, have you changed this season tactically? I'm going to guess one. If I'm wrong, tell me. Have you asked Brad Smith and Kelvin Laidam to not only overlap and stay wide, but sometimes to play inverted and come inside? Because they, at times, are being almost extra midfielders, and that's why you are up to 80% possession against the Rapids, I felt.
0: Yeah. Um, thank you for saying that. I think I get a lot of help from Jimmy, Preki, yep. Gonzo, the tactical side of things. We're always trying to evolve. You know, we're always trying to get better. Yes, it is true that I believe that there is tactics in everything. Every small side of game, every 4v4, every 5v5, every competitive game that you can dream up, there's always small little tactics that players should be yeah. thinking about. So, that's number 1. Now, number 2, how do you, you know, how do you uh show people how do you make people believe that these are actual tactics and it's something that just doesn't come natural to each player because I've, you know, look, how much tactics did I teach you, really? How many tactics did I really show Ozzy? How much did I show Clint and Oba? I mean, you know, the players that I've had are very, very smart, tactical players. So the one thing we did with with Colorado, to your point, Mm -hmm. is that because they played with two forwards – We stuck, you know, Gustav in front of the two center backs, which is nothing new, Mm -hmm. right? But what it did allow is it did allow more freedom to Kelvin and Brad in the attack. But then the other side of it, the flip side of that, was they did need to pinch in because they were playing in a diamond, four diamond, two. Mm -hmm. So I needed either, you know, Jordan or Victor. And, you know, Calvin or Brad, sometimes to pinch in to deal with one of their actual midfielders. Right. So if Gustav had to pick up Mosquita, you know, it's three for three, then I needed another guy to make it four for three. Mm-hmm. And who that fourth guy was, you know, who's to say. I think, Steve, yeah, we work on those small details, those small tactics. But, you know, look, the credit for the first two games and the the crazy amount of passes that we completed in both contests was really due to the mindset and the mentality of the players. I mean, they were ready. Against Colorado, they were ready to play. Where
1: is that coming from? Because that, again, I might change my mind tomorrow. I think I'm overreacting a little bit. But the first 20 minutes is the best football yeah. I've seen this club play. The first yeah. 20 minutes. In terms of one-touch, two-touch movements, one-twos, and when to switch the point of attack. And it was, I mean, no MLS Speed team has 80% yeah. of possession. So yeah. What, why, 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 why Saturday night was, why do we see this?
0: Well, again, I think the, the, the mentality of that group is strong. They had a little bit of a longer off season. You know, they, they know that that's the group. They know how to play with each of the players. I mean, look, you can say Jordan is, you know, the newcomer. Ozzy was the guy that, you know, came out. You could say those are two large pieces to try and integrate back into the squad but look, at the end of the day, Victor, Raul, Nico, Christian, Gustav, Chad, I go down the list. Yeah. They've all played together for two years, yeah. at least two years. Well, not Raul, but you yeah. know, the rest of the crew. So and and look, Raul is a pretty smart soccer player. We make sure you ask me a question or two about Raul. I will. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but but as far as the tactics are concerned, I think the other uh, component that I would I would say to you is Christian Roldan's uh, development uh, is is pretty impressive.
1: What makes him so? Good? He's, he's I can't even, I can't put my finger on it. I, I don't think I've seen a player year after year get better and better the way he is. So so here's my
0: story about Christian. So we tried to go from, you know, 4-2-3-1 when we defend into 4-3-3 three, three and get Jordan and Victor out a little wider and push Christian higher next to Nico in the pockets and Gustav yep. being a true number six. And so that's had mixed results in each parts of each game. I mean, some games it works, and Christian, when he came back from national team camp, because that's the way Berhalter wants to play. Mm-hmm. You know, Berhalter yeah. wants to play with double tens. Yeah. And so Christian is really good in staying in that pocket and his body position sideways on, and boom, he gets the ball, and away they go. So he's done that for us. But then the game against uh, Cincinnati and even the game against Colorado at certain moments, Christian has then returned to what was effective for us last year with Ozzy and Gustav, which is, I call it like a double pivot. Mm -hmm. You have two number sixes. And then they were able to switch the ball from – side to side, because, you know, Brad Smith would have the ball. He'd play it to Gustav. Christian would open up this way. Christian would get the ball. He'd dump it out to the other side. And who is going to mark Christian? So as that sequence starts on the left side, Brad plays to Gustav. Okay, Gustav's going to get some pressure. Maybe it's their number 10. Maybe it's a midfielder. Okay, Christian opens up. If a forward doesn't drop down on him from behind, One of their midfielders has to step up, and this is a critical moment because when one of those midfielders steps to one of the guys, Gustav or Christian, who does that open up space for? Raul, Nico, Jordan in the pocket. So it's been an effective tool for us Hmm. because we're asking questions
1: of our opponent. Yeah, a lot of questions, actually, yeah. What, if anything, have you said to Jordan tactically? Because obviously Jordan's game is very you know, we know... Linear. Yeah, going up Yeah, (laughs) We've seen him come inside more than before, though. And I don't think... Again, I could be wrong. If I was coaching, I wouldn't want Jordan to play like Victor, but maybe add a tiny bit of that, because that's how those guys want to play, but don't lose being Jordan Morris. So what have you said to him in terms of that? Well, so again,
0: you know, part of my tactical strategy is you, you have a set of players. And, you know... You line out tactics or you know four two formations four two three one, and who is the number ten for our team? It's Nicholas Ladero. Yeah. So you look at other places around the world. You know, well let's stick to MLS. Um, uh, Diaz for Dallas, yeah. uh, Valeri, and- Valeri, you know. Uh, Nico is just much more active. Yeah. So to answer your question about Jordan Morris, what happens is if you don't have a true number 10 that sits in the middle of the field and dictates possession on both sides of the field, yeah. sometimes Nico likes to float out to the left, sometimes he floats to the le- right, he, he, he floats everywhere. So when Nico provides overloads on the left-hand side with Brad and Victor, you know, he Jordan can't stay all the way wide out in the field. He has to come in the pocket because then that allows Kelvin to get forward. But the trick there was in the game, I'm sure you noticed this, Mm -hmm. you know, Kelvin, look, he's on a goal-scoring streak, so I'm not going to tell him to slow down, right? But as soon as Kelvin scored his goals, then all of a sudden he was ahead of Jordan, which was the tactical switch. I said, Jordan, look, uh uh-uh. You make sure you come in the pocket, but then when you get the ball, then you go and stay high. Or if the ball is coming from left to right, Mm -hmm. then you open up and you be the highest guy in the field because, Kelvin, look, you
1: you, you scored already. You scored early. (laughs) Let's do your job and, you know, go from there. We've had some great strikers in Sounders history. Montero, very good on the (coughs) ball, clever touches. When he wanted to, he could lift up from 35, 40 yards, put the ball in the back of the net. You had the two monsters, Clinton and Obar, who would play 2v6 and just play their own game and score. Now you have a guy who doesn't even seem like he wants to touch the board. He might have 10 touches <laughs> in the whole game and score two goals. Talk about Raul Ruiz Diaz because I'm such a big fan because this is unbelievable what yeah, I've seen.
0: I'm a big fan, and here's the reason why, and you're going to kill me for saying this, <laughs> but attacking players always do this. Uh, Raul's contributions to the team defensively are... <laughs> yeah. you, you, people have to watch this. Yeah. In the game against Colorado you know i thought we started off the second half the first 10 minutes of the second half a little dysfunctional mm. because of the fouls and yeah. the chippiness of the game and whatever but we had the couple of good chances 10 minutes in and then colorado had a little spell of getting possession you can i can show you on the film mm-hmm. four to five to six times when raul chased back nicked a ball off some guy and again started one of our transition moments at least five to six times uh in 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 those small moments, for defenders, for midfielders that have been working, and all of a sudden you see your forward coming back and nicking a ball, and you know yeah. Nico does run forward and Raúl covering for Nico. Those are those are beautiful things to see. And then you accelerate this conversation to, what is he really good at? Yeah. Scoring goals. Yes. I mean, that's, that's his bread and butter. Yeah. That's what he's getting paid for. Yeah. And we obviously love that side to him.
1: Yeah. I want to let you go, but I want to ask you this. My favorite player on the team, when I take off my analyst head, I'm just a fan. If I'm sitting in the club section in the suite and I'm watching the game, it Is Victor Rodriguez. I don't know that I've seen many smarter footballers than him the positions he takes, he plays everything two touch for the most part, but he also can go at people a tiny bit as well. What, if anything, have you seen, as he's got more settled, he's not injured anymore like last preseason, what have you seen in his game, his development, as he's got more comfortable here? Because for me, he's a DP-level player in this league. He's on the level of anyone you could name. So what have you seen from him as his coach?
0: Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think his injury issues when he first came uh, certainly derailed a large part of what he is, who he is, you know, his speed, his quickness, his turning ability in tight spaces, all of those things, you know, he had a really funny quad injury, you know, kind of the outside down by the knee and it really affected his ability to push off. Mm. And so when you have a small short player who's quick, good and tight spaces and you can't really push and accelerate for four or five yards, it really threw him off his game. Now what you're seeing is a La Liga player yeah. that's come here and is performing up to his standard. Yeah. I mean, that is Victor Rodriguez's true standard. That's why he played in La Liga. Yeah. And and that's why he is a DP on our squad and in our league. Yeah. And, and, and we are so happy to see just every day he comes into work and he's in a good mood. Yeah. And he feels that confidence and it shows on the field.
1: Yeah. Last question, Chicago away, teams tend to play differently away from home. As a fan, I speak for the Sounders fan base, and I'm fortunate to have you in front of me, I would just love to just see you guys just go there and just play exactly the same. But what, don't give away your tactics, obviously, but what approach are you kind of leaning towards or thinking um, as you look ahead to the game against Chicago? What threats do they present to you as well? Uh,
0: The away... uh the away theory, I would say, in MLS is certainly a true one. It's it's backed up by statistics. Mm-hmm. But you bring up an interesting point: is it the mentality of the away teams? Is it just the, you know, the travel? Right. You know, you travel all the way across the country, time zone change. Is there physical, mental? Why is that? And in for us, the way we're going to approach this game and every game, and Sounders has been traditionally, yeah. other than our slow, you know, in the in the in the midst of our slow yeah. starts. <laughs> Um, we have always been a pretty good road team. Yeah. I've always felt confident that we can go on the road and win in every, in any situation. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one one great example of that was last year in Toronto. Yeah. So we went with a depleted squad. We ended up winning 2-1. Yeah. I think that was Hendwalla Buona's shining moment last year, yeah. scoring that winning goal.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, actually, Handwala actually had a goal in Orlando late in the year. Yeah where we were away from home. So a couple yeah. of big victories for us mm-hmm. from last season. So I always feel confident on the road. The only minor adjustments you make, and it sometimes gives the players the, you know, the, the, the wrong impression, like tactically you can say, okay, we have Jordan Morris. So normally our line of confrontation is high up the field. Mm-hmm. But in this game, it's away from home. We're going to shift tactically and drop our lines a little bit. But what are we doing? We're creating the space for Jordan to operate in, in transition. So when we win possession of the ball a little deeper, Jordan has a half a field to run onto. So sometimes that little tactical shift puts doubt, seeds of doubt into coaches playing differently. And we've worked on that. We've tried to message the team in the right way. And, you know, I felt very strongly that this season, the way it started and what we've accomplished, you know, throughout our training – Um, we're not going to change many tactics. We are going to go out and try and win in Chicago playing the exact same way we've done the first two games
1: and then see what manifests itself. Music to my ears. I think music to the Sounders fan base is. I could talk tactics with Brian Schmetzer for hours, one of the great tactical minds, I believe, um, in this country and beyond. So Schmetz, thanks for joining me and good luck this weekend. Thanks, David. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more on Winging It with Zach Valdemar Toledo takes a look at his watch
0: Fry kicks it in the air and that will be it a big win for the Sounders on the back of that victory on the opening day against Cincinnati it's 2 for 2 for the Sounders perfect start to the season and another victory
1: alright welcome back, let's get right to it hashtag Zach. always send those questions in throughout the week, we check them and we answer as many as we can question came in, what do the Sounders do in the Gold Cup this summer, if both Christian Rodan and Jordi Delam are gone, we'll be kind of thin in the midfield. I like that. I think the solution is simple. We've seen it before. Brian Schmetz is not afraid to drop Nico Lodero back there. Um, almost like a quarterback. You know, he plays deeper, receives the ball from the center backs, uh, or Stefan Fry, and then he starts pinging those passes if the people make runs. I think the Sounders have much more cover higher up the pitch. Will Bruin, Anduala Buana, Harry Ship. You can bring those guys into those spaces that Nico would vacate, or even Jordan would vacate if he goes. But without Alonso, your depth is kind of thin at D mid. When Alonso was there, you know, Alonso was out, then you can bring in the Lam, you can drop Christian Rodon back, you can drop Nico back. You had three or four options. You're kind of thin there. So I do expect to see Nico drop him back. Um, Brian Schmitz has done that before. He trusts Nico Lodero. And then it depends what he wants to do in the attacking spaces. The big three things. Let's get right to it. I have to begin with the play of the fullbacks. You know, the Sounders have been screaming for years for a winger. I've been leading that charge, and I like to watch wingers. It's where I played. I enjoy that. Brian Schmetzer, he wants to get his width from his left back and his right back. And what he's doing now is getting multiple things from them. So from Brian Smith, you're getting the overlapping. You're also getting the combination play with Victor Rodriguez, the one-twos, they pass each other all the time. I'm not saying they're on this level. But it reminds me of the understanding Messi and Dani Alves had, where Dani Alves actually assisted Messi more than anyone else in his time in Barcelona. More than Javi, who's the best passer of all time, possibly. More than Andreas Iniesta. More than Sergio Busquets. More than his strike partners like David Villa, Samuel Eto'o. It was the right back. That's such a great understanding. So I would say Brad Smith gives Victor most of his balls, and he runs off him when Victor's inside. Brad goes outside when Victor's outside. Brad goes inside. It's a great understanding. And then Kelvin Leatham, listen, I had him on the podcast last week. He said he had a goal of five goals. If you have two in two, you got thirty-two games to get three more. I think he's gonna do it. I think Kelvin Leatham's gonna do it. He's on a hot streak. It was a fantastic strike at the weekend, but he's. The right player to play behind Jordan Morris, I would say. He told us last week on a podcast, I've told Jordan, you just attack, I'll defend. That's, those were the very famous words that I used to love hearing before kickoff when Zach Scott was behind me. Steve, I don't want to see you back here. You just attack. Back then, I thought it was a compliment, but now you just telling me I was a really, really bad defender. Um, but that's okay. I still love Zach. But that's what Kelvin's told Jordan. You can see Jordan, he'll track back when he has to, but your job is to force the left back to defend you. Do not defend the left back. And I think when Jordan previously played on the wing, he would spend so much of the game just tracking back. Use your energy going the other way. And Kelvin leigh experience has helped Jordan do that. He's so good on the ball as well. So I think the outside backs for the Sounders have just been phenomenal so far. Gustav Svensson, I'm going to give some love to Gustav. You know, he said his job is to, we can't swear on the podcast, but his job is to pick up the horse, you know what, on the team and then do everything no one else is doing or be where they aren't. Just cover for them. Now, you have piano players and you have piano carriers. Gustav carries about three pianos. So I'm going to give him some love here because with Ozzy going, I was worried about the possession. Ozzy used to run to Stefan Fry, demand the ball, and help us build. And he would split the line so well. He'd find Nico. He'd find Victor. Ozzy was just so phenomenal. Gustav's doing that. If you watch the Sounders, when they're building... Chad Marshall and Kim Keehee, they split. What that means is they get very wide. The gap in the middle, Gustav drops in that space. His passing is a lot better than I thought. He is pinging 50, 60-yard passes on a dime, like hitting people like in stride. Amazing outlet. And his short passing, that was good. I was in preseason when he first came, and we saw his short passing. He was very good in possession drills in the 5v2 rundos. Um, Gustav's been very, very good there. So him and Christian are really dominating midfield right now. And I think the Sounders just have to be really, really happy that you haven't felt the absence of Ozzie yet, who's been a beast so far for Minnesota. We've got to say that. But the less you can remember him during games, the better. And so far, we haven't had to think too much of him. And number three... Rui Diaz, this is what we call in England a true fox in the box. I don't think he even wants to touch the ball unless he's shooting. I love that. You have some strikers, who, you know, Oba, he's not getting the ball. He's going to drop all the way to the back line, demand the ball and try and play. Clint used to drop very deep. Those guys need to be involved in a the game. They've got to feel a part of it. Rui Diaz is the opposite. Victor, Brad, Nico, you guys do what you're doing. That's cute. Do the one two, do the possession. When you need someone to put the ball in the back of the net, you come find me. That's amazing. What a luxury for a coach to have. A player who touched the ball less than Stefan Fry at the weekend and he scored. He seems to score all the time. All the time. And the goals he scored. I remember against Portland in the playoffs when the keeper had made a mistake and spilt the ball and. It was a goalie's mistake, but it was the reaction of Ru Diaz that got me. How quick he was there. He smelt the opportunity. He sniffed it and got there. And we've got to give him credit because he's come in and he's the first striker of his kind in the sound error. era. Think of the great strikers, Montero. What would he do? He'd play on the very last defender and then he was so good at using his body that he'd you know find little spaces in the box and get shots off. He was crafty. He was tricky. Or if that wasn't working, he'd just get the ball and shoot from 45 yards and put in the top corner. You had Clint Dempsey. And but the understanding, the 1 2 playing 2v6 two sometimes and passing their way through everybody and moments of magic, and you had that for a while. We haven't had the Rui Diaz, uh, uh, an assassin, a lethal guy who's just in the box, you know, anything that drops, he just finds the back of the net and then he's not really a part of the game, you know. You can forget for 60 minutes that he's even there. Oh, is Raul playing today? Oh, yeah, he is. And then he just pops up and scores the game winning goal. He's been fantastic. Those are the big three things for this week. Hit, uh, hit us up on twitter as always all positive questions to my personal twitter account or negative please send them to the main sounders twitter do not send them to me do not hashtag ask zach everything's positive right now it's a great start by the sounders thanks for tuning in we'll be back next week reporting from what we see in bridgeview illinois i think i got that right when the Sounders hopefully pick up three points and make it three out of three against chicago fire make sure you tune in so an early kickoff, 10 a.m. local time, I think. 10 a.m. local time. We'll be on the air. Um, join us. Wake up with us on Saturday morning. I'm Steve Zaccowani. Thanks for listening. This has been Winging It with Zakwani.